0: 4.05 and a half. On, uh, I'm going to guess this is the second shortest day of the year because tomorrow is the shortest day of the year. Maybe it's the day after. Who knows? I think after tomorrow, it all gets better. Like, like at the rate of like 17 seconds a day or something, it gets lighter, uh, stays lighter a bit longer and all that good stuff. But uh, in any event, tomorrow is the first day of winter. I confirmed that with the world-class expertise of Andrew and Ben who sit behind the glass giving me advice on all things. So it's, I mention that and compliment them on being world-class because if they make a mistake, I can also blame them. But having said all that, uh, it is not yet getting dark out there, but it is uh, 4.06 in the afternoon. And uh, we're not trying to discourage you by talking about the darkest day of the year and all that, uh, or further discourage you by now talking about the economy and talking about inflation and all those things that are of such concern. But I think they are of concern because they so much relate uh, to the reality that so many people are living uh, right now in these very complicated and perilous times. And to help us sort that out, we have our feature dollars and cents with Brett House, who is a professor of public uh, professional practice at economics at uh, Columbia Business School and a fellow with the Public Policy Forum, the Monk School and Massey College. Brett, how are you doing? Hey, it's good to be on with you. Good, thank you. So what are we to make of the uh, inflation report that came out yesterday? And it said that the inflation rate held surprisingly steady, to use the headline. And, uh, but I think there's other news buried inside that, such as the fact that the inflation rate has gone in half from where it was a year ago, and that there were signs of progress on the sort of core inflation. So what are we to make of all this in terms of people out there who are just wanting it to you know, dissipate so that interest rates can come off and so that groceries won't be as expensive and so on and so on?
1: Well, the headline number that came in was a bit higher than expectations. A number of analysts had expected headline inflation to come down to about 2.9% in year-on-year terms. That is prices today compared with a year ago having grown 2.9 percent we instead saw 3.1 percent growth so running a little hotter than hoped for and when you look under the headline the details were also a bit hotter than we hoped for with core inflation the most stable the least volatile components of the consumption basket also growing uh, at with prices uh, increasing well above three percent so uh, rather than tipping us toward talking about rate cuts, uh, it was the kind of print that probably means uh, the Bank of Canada is considering staying on hold a little
0: longer than might have otherwise been the case. It's interesting when, as you say, you look underneath the sort of top line number that if you exclude shelter costs, which means uh, everything from mortgage interest to costs to rents, if you exclude shelter costs, the annual change in the CPI was 1.9 percent in November. And so it just shows you how much of the inflation we're still experiencing is related to those areas that are so vital everybody has to have somewhere to live.
1: Yeah, that's true. And part of those costs are uh, tautologically driven by interest rates being so high and the renewal of mortgages at those higher rates. Uh, But on the other hand... You know, the fact that we've got uh, a housing crisis and we've seen rents go up as high as they have is also uh, being driven by those high interest rates because it's making harder to finance new building. And uh, rather than getting those rent costs down, they're probably uh, contributing to keeping uh, those rental rates really high by making it so expensive to invest in new rental housing.
0: So when these things happen, of course, we know there are consequences and we've kind of been alluding to that by talking about shelter costs because people pay those increased interest rates and those increased rents. And that has an impact uh, to some extent on a couple of things. First, I'll ask about the sort of debt service ratio that measures How much of your income you're having to spend on servicing debt, and that is getting worse, which implies that as people have to absorb these day-to-day expenses on their shelter costs, groceries, gasoline, etc., they're using debt uh, to some extent to uh, make all that up uh, financially as opposed to uh, having income available.
1: Well, uh, with the higher interest rates, the cost of servicing the debt they had has gone up, and it's at about 15% of disposable income right now, which is uh, at or near the highest share that we've ever had in Canada. And that reflects what are very high uh, stocks of debt on household balance sheets. So it's getting more expensive to service uh, those debts and those debts themselves are as big as they've ever been in Canada. In part because we didn't see a big shakeout of those debts uh, through bankruptcies or failures. Either in the 2008 crisis or as a result of the pandemic, we did a good job of sustaining households and businesses through those two downturns. Uh, but it has left us with big debt, uh, big debt uh, levels on household balance sheets right now.
0: So, when you have – this all sounds so gloomy – when you have the increased shelter costs, you increased gasoline costs, the increased uh, fuel prices, and so on, and then, of course, the increased debt we've just been speaking about, that's bound to have an impact on consumer spending simply because people just don't have the money uh, to go out and spend, especially on discretionary things. And so, uh, consumer spending on a discretionary and per capita basis uh, has also uh, fallen, and that's another consequence of all of this
1: yeah and that's why we saw in the third quarter of this year uh, a slight contraction in the economy that's not likely to be repeated in the fourth quarter of this year but it adds up to a situation where after very strong growth in 2021 and 2022 as we reopened we're likely to see pretty mediocre growth going through 2024 and the uh heat in the labor market where we've seen incomes and wages increase faster than the rate of inflation over the last few months uh, is uh, unlikely to be the case as we go into 2024.
0: So, It becomes a very difficult time to talk about the last thing I want to talk to you about today, just because you're saying you're asking me to think about planning for my retirement if I'm, you know, 36 years old and I'm a long way away from it. You're asking me to think about that and actually making a contribution or saving or doing something like that. Uh, But the fact is, uh, and and we're going to talk in the next few minutes with people on the phones about mistakes that uh, they can make, the worst kinds of mistakes they can make uh, in planning for their retirement. But the fact is that notwithstanding all the difficulties we have right now, given how long we might, we hopefully will all live after we retire, even if we retired at a slightly older age, you got to start planning early uh, in order to have enough money available to you unless you have some kind of a gold-plated pension uh, to uh, live a decent life, uh, you know, when you get to retirement.
1: Well, that's right. And uh, the most important thing is to do some of the planning and know what your numbers look like and what your options are. Even if you cannot put aside money right now, uh, to at least have a plan for the possible time when you can uh, is critical. Having that playbook in place ensures that you do the most effective and uh, the most impactful things uh, rather than going down some cul-de-sacs or rabbit holes. Uh, And the important message at the same time is for folks to remember to not let the perfect be the enemy of the good. Uh, You have to save uh, and then figuring out what to do with that savings is the next step. But if you're not in a situation where you've got your expenses down or your income up to allow that savings, uh, trying to fine tune what you do with it is uh, really kind of a, a hypothetical.
0: They say in this uh, article that talks about this, that the, you know, one of the biggest mistakes you can make of this list, they cover, and I'm going to talk about it a bit. And we're going to ask people at 416-872-1010 to tell us about mistakes they've made or things they did they were glad they did, aside from just the bonanza that came from house price uh, values increasing at the rate that they did. But one of the things that people uh, do is underestimate their retirement expenses and and not sort of take a look going forward at how much they really do need in order to live uh, at a time when they have, retired. Yeah, that's
1: certainly true. And, you know, most of us underestimate our expenses uh, even yeah. when we're working as that's well. Right. That's uh, why we spend more know. than
0: we take in. I mean, it's all sort of fairly evident what you're taking in usually, but the spending seems to somehow go beyond that no matter what you do. It, it's, it's easy to get
1: uh, detached from some of those details. So, you know, in terms of thinking about retirement, taking advantage of all of the incentives and benefits your employer may offer. Some employers offer matching funds uh, into your RSP or into a retirement account, making sure that you are putting the maximum amount in to take advantage of those is critical, uh, ensuring that you are using RRSPs, TFSAs, and other you know, tax advantage accounts effectively. Uh, and uh, also when you're thinking about investments, not trying to shoot for the moon, diversifying and using low cost, uh, ETFs or mutual funds that give you broad exposure to markets uh, really are some of the best ways to ensure over the very long term you are set up for retirement.
0: Well, they call it dollars and cents, S-E-N-S-E, and I know why with Brett House, uh, who's uh, a very smart man with Columbia Business School and the Monk School and Massey College, and we appreciate your help in, in explaining some of these items that are so much on the minds of so many. Thanks very much. Great to speak and happy holidays. Thanks again. Same to you. 4.15. Time to check on News Talk 1010. Time saver traffic.